This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Find what you're looking for inside that record store across the whole world. They've gone. Searching for shelves of gold to find that perfect score. You're listening to the record story car. You're listening to the Record Story Com. Well, welcome again, Dr. Dis, to the podcast. It's uh, October, and in the December issue, which is out in the first week of November, you went to visit Scratched Vinyl in Barrington, Illinois. How was that? How did you enjoy that record store? They were formerly called Rainbow Records, right? Yep, um, and and that's kind of the the little story I would tell you is that um, you got a you got an owner John Cattersmith who had a dream, and um, in 2018 he decided to move forward with that dream, which was to buy Rainbow Records from the original owner, uh, which was a it, they had been a, a stable record store in the Chicagoland area for probably over 30 years, and but the guy had just kind of given up. And it just let it become a a picker's dream where just everything was all over the place. And John bought the whole store, <clears throat> rebranded it, moved it to a new location, a much nicer location, much better parking. Um, really made the store special and has done a really good job with, uh, with the former Rainbow inventory. Hmm. So basically before it was just vinyl, stacks of vinyl all over the place, not... Were they priced? They were just sort of picker. You pick through it, and and it wasn't organized. And now all of a sudden, because I'm looking at pictures of uh, John's store now, it's very organized. Yep. Yeah. John. John has done a great job with really um, meeting a, a need in that community, which um, that community is a upscale community. Mm. And um, and I think John does a really good job of of meeting the needs of that community. Now, Scratch Vinyl. When I first heard that name, I was like, 
well, is he talking about, like, DJs scratching the vinyl? Or this could be <laughs> negative, like, you don't want scratched vinyl. But then he said uh, he started, wanted to buy the store because he had to scratch an itch to own the store. Um, that's right. So I guess where that's where the scratched vinyl comes in, right? Um, yeah, and, it, and the store really is a family business. I mean, on most days you're going to go in there and it's going to be him and his dog running the place. Mm. And, uh, and then I've been there on, I was there for the second record store day drop and I met his wife and daughter who were there helping run the register at the front counter. Does the dog have a favorite album? <laughs> maybe the dog can talk he can recommend an album for you um <laughs> so you went there on uh the second drop of record store day and yeah. it was a pleasant yeah. experience yeah um john did a really good job so he had they had gone the extra mile of measuring out and putting dots on the floor Hmm. for um, six feet apart. And what he did is he let he let like six people in and they all waited in line. The first person got to go through and then as soon as the first person was done, they moved on and there was no jumping over each other. And then the next person would went, got in line. And, and I had gotten there early enough that I was able to interview a bunch of the people that were waiting. And um, nobody was there to really just flip stuff. They all were there for one or two items. And, and it was... You could just, it had a good feel to the way he was doing it. And um, everybody had to have their hands sanitized. Everybody had to wear masks. And so it was, it was a real good, real good job at, at dealing with Record Store Day in a difficult, unique situation. So no one complained, like, like some cowboy from Michigan or something? No one <laughs> <laughs> No, no one, no one complained. Uh, I mean, there was, there was some sadness, you know, towards the back part of the line when someone came in and, and something they had really hoped for that he, that John had in stock but had uh, been picked, yeah. um, wasn't there. But, but nobody was mad. You know, people were talking to each other and saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, th you know, th you know," and, and that's how it should be. Yeah, these people, I won't wear a mask. People are ruining it for the rest of us. Just, just do it, and you know, suck it up. Um, yeah. And everything runs smoothly. I think they should do that even, you know, non-pandemic. Like, sometimes it gets to the point where you wait in line for hours, then you get there and it's, it feels like, you know, bum rush the show. Let's, who can get to the, who can yeah. get the vinyl and that, first? And that sucks. I hate that. Um, I think we've talked about that before, you know, that that seems to be the number one discussion topic that I have with most store owners when we talk about Record Store Day is how do they satisfy the needs of their regulars without offending, you know, the first time people, but still, they're still customers, but, you know, and, and it's that balance and you don't want to just swing the doors open and let everybody run in because then, yeah. you know, if the, if the first person in line has been there since 3 a.m. is just a little person, they could get thrown to the back and not mm. get the, you know, the things that they really wanted to. So, again, I think the way John does it is a really good way to do it. I've seen other stores are doing numbers, you know, like, like in the old ticket days where you'd get in line early, get a number, and then you could come back later in the day when you're not, you know, when it was time for your number. So I, I don't know. We'll see how COVID, you know, 
what what people decide to keep from COVID after COVID's over. So, um, he uh, was there a long line for the second drop. There was probably about fifteen people in line. Okay. Uh, not as not as big as as he would normally get on a traditional record store day. Right. But I think with it being broken up over three months, mm. I think people are more likely to go just for that specific one or two items that they're really looking for. I I like it like this. I hate to say it because I loved Record Store Day as a annual event, but I like the three days <laughs> broken up. Um, I'm not going to tell Record Store Day organizers that because they want to switch back. But um, yeah. you're going tomorrow, the yep. 24th, and... I guess uh, you're going to Scratch Vinyl, right? I am. I'm going to head back to Scratch Vinyl for for the third drop. Uh, again, he's gotten a pretty decent selection. And so, you know, I, I kind of like to visit and, and spend some money at the stores that uh, that I've met with. Right. Okay. Well, he also, you said that uh, the only knock you had is that some of the records were a little on the high side as far as price, but not ridiculously high. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, you price your you price your inventory based on where you're at. Yes. And he is, like I said, he's at a upscale mm-hmm. community. He's got and rent so, to pay. You know, he's got high rent to pay, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His rent is probably higher than than if he was in a, a you know a lower income area. Yes. And I don't. I, and I wanted to be careful on how I I said that, but I try. You know, I try to be true to the readers so that somebody doesn't walk in there and go, wow, you know, I drove all the way out here. and This guy's prices are, you know, really high. And John's are not real high. Yeah. They're just a little bit higher. But I will also tell you that the quality of his vinyl is really good. And his selection of used stuff is out of this world. I found, I, I had, I, I, I got a dream record there hmm. with, that I had, had not seen uh, an original copy in a long time of a punk band out of out of Detroit and um, bought it, got it home, opened it up and found a letter inside the record oh. from a fan right. to the lead singer of that band that the lead singer then had written back to the fan and it also included some um, handbills oh. from shows like in the 80s. And so this was like, wow, what a cool find. And so... I like you that know, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's got some great stuff at that store. If you're looking for used stuff, head on over there. Well, you say it's a small space. I could see that it's well lit. It's clean. Yep. And the display bins are very well organized and easy to flip through. But you said that even though it's small, I guess he's got like a small stage sitting area where you can hang yep. out, right? Yeah, it really. It's the type of store that that. You know, a couple of curmudgeoned old guys could go to, spend some time looking at some vinyl, and then sit up. And on the stage, he's got some chairs. You could just sit up there and and talk with each other about mm. the good old days of record collecting. And and uh, I would imagine that when the pandemic is is over, um, he'll probably have some bands on that stage. But it's it's a really nice design of a store. Uh, it's, yeah, maybe he can have a little with some donuts or something up there and coffee and. <laughs> I'll let him know that. People can hang out. out like they do at Dunkin' Donuts, but in this yeah. talk talk records, is there a place? Is there a, a station where you can play, test 
records on a turntable or not yet? Cause he I'm could trying put... to remember. I don't think he had a listening station. Hmm. He did have he did have a great collection of subversive books. So oh. if you were looking for if, if you were looking for those books that most um, schools always told you they, they, they weren't allowed to carry, <laughs> you know, that, that are gonna, you know, send you down the, the, the evil road of, of being open minded. This is a, this is the place to come and find him. He's got a nice collection of subversive books for sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so they're just not music-related. They're just subversive in general. So we might find yeah, Henry yeah. Miller there or something. <laughs> um, yeah. So besides the regular staples as far as records, he's also, you noticed that his great selection was in techno, free jazz, and ska. Ska yep. is an interesting thing right there. That, yeah, well... Every time I go in there, he's got some psychedelic music playing or some jazz music going, and um, John loves his jazz. Now, that's not, I don't want to make it sound like he's just one of these, you know, jazz listeners because I've also gone in there and he's had, you know, Grateful Dead going and stuff like that. But the man knows his jazz stuff, and he takes a lot of pride in the fact that they've got a real good selection of jazz, a good selection of techno, and as good as you can get probably in ska that that's out there. Wow. Yeah, I, I, probably free jazz or avant-garde type jazz, I imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have friends that, you know, they started with just collecting mainstream jazz, like Miles Davis or crossover jazz, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're in the avant-garde jazz. <laughs> Stuff yep. I couldn't normally listen to. Uh, okay, cool. Well, have a good time tomorrow. Um I think you told me what you were looking for. You you had a few choices that you were looking for, but I hope you find Yeah. Them. Yep. Yeah, I'll report back at our next call um, on how my how my digging went and, and uh, if I was successful in getting those. And who's up next for the January issue? Wow, January 2021 issue. We are going to be driving out to Hobart, Indiana to visit Tom Lounge's record bar. Ooh. Tom Lounge's Record Bar. Sounds like I can lounge out and have a beer and listen to records. Well, it's designed as the place to hang out. Okay. So. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> I think there should be a, a a vinyl record store with beer and two drink minimum because you don't want things to get too rowdy. But, you know, designer <laughs> beer maybe. Have a few taste tests, and I think that would be kind of cool. Probably someone out there has done it or is doing it, but um, I don't I, know if there, you've, you found there, it. I know there's a there's a place in Nashville called the Vinyl Tap, which oh. is a bar and a record store, and oh. we we reviewed them in an earlier episode. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look at those. Um, I didn't realize they had beer. I thought it was something else. Okay. Oh no. I stand corrected. Old beer. <laughs> is it a minimum? Uh, no, no, it's a, just a full bar. You can drink all uh, you want and buy as much records as you can. I can remember one on Record Store Day, two years in a row, I would go to this one store that would have a bin of ice-cold beer, beer cans, and um, I would love it because I would do my shopping and then just, we would hang in the corner just <laughs> drinking beer. That was Pabst Blue Ribbon, but I loved it. <laughs> 
pass blue ribbon and you're safer with Schaefer. <laughs> All right, Dr. Disc. We'll catch you next time on the Goldmine Podcast, the Record Store Recon Edition. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Find what you're looking for Inside that record store Across the whole world They've gone Searching for shelves of gold To find that perfect score You're listening to the record story Recon You're listening to the record story Recon It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.